Hey, it's Bob Stoffer. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to Oilers Now ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad. I can take them to a place uh, personally that they can't get to themselves. Right back in this game. Big expectations. They got to buy into that, and it's not going to be comfortable at times. I pull and I root for the team because I know if the team's playing well, it makes the people in the city excited and happy. You know, we're in this thing to win. This game is over. This is Ryan Eugene Hopkins. This is Oscar Platt. This is Milan Lucci. This is Connor McDavid from your Edmonton Oilers. This is Oil Country, and this is Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer. Brought to you by Digitex. Managed print services to keep your printing costs down. Yeah, Digitex does that. Di. Now, Bob Stopper on the official radio station of your Edmonton Oilers, 630 Shed. that song all day. Nothing like opening up with a little bit of cure. Welcome, everybody. This is Bob Stoffer with you on Oilers Now. Brought to you by our title sponsor, Digitex, PCs, copiers, supplies, printers, laptops, IT, plotters, software. And now Digitex can manage your corporate cell phone plan, saving your company money, all your devices managed at digitex.ca. This is Oilers Now. We're going to have some fun on today's show. John Shannon will join us at 1235. Uh, This after we review last night's NHL action. Two game sevens. They were a kicker. Maybe not if you're a Leafs fan, but I'm going to hazard a guess that the majority of the listeners to a show called Oilers Now probably weren't that disappointed that Toronto was ultimately eliminated by the Boston Bruins. Uh, And of course, we're going to have to talk about what happened last night in San Jose. That was wild. Uh, You know what? Uh, In the last uh, 10 days, we've had a provincial election Lots of you have interest in politics. Lots of you love music and different types of music. And if you're listening to a show called Oilers Now, you probably love hockey too and sport as well. That's what makes people people, man. 
you're not just one thing. You can be a uh, modern-day Renaissance person. It's all good. Let her roll. Brendan Escott is with us. Uh, we'll have Bakersfield Condors head coach Jay Woodcroft. They won game three of their series last night at home, a two, uh, 5-2 victory over Colorado. They're now up two games to one in that series. Evan Bouchard, by the way, the Oilers' first-round pick, scored a goal, had two assists, didn't play a ton, but in the process, and it took me about 35 minutes to research this last night, he became the first Oiler to have scored a goal in the NHL, the American Hockey League, and Major Junior in the same season. I know I've thrown the trivia question out about Stephen Rice, who has arguably the, one of the most unique statistical anomalies of all time. To my knowledge, he is the only player that has ever scored both a regular season and playoff goal. Stephen Rice wants an Edmonton Oiler, but he did this as a member of the Rangers organization, and the rules have subsequently changed um, that would make it almost impossible to do today. But Stephen Rice once scored a regular season goal for the Rangers, a goal in the AHL for the Rangers, and a goal in the OHL for the Rangers. All three teams' names were the Rangers. At that time, their firm team was in Binghamton, and he was playing for the Kitchener Rangers. Uh, but uh, in the case of Bouchard, he got that done. That's, isn't that crazy? He did it in the regular season and in the playoffs for Rice? I mean, trying to figure out how the heck would he... Uh, so he think about it. He'd start the year, obviously, in the NHL. At some point, they were allowed to send him down maybe on a conditioning stint to an AHL. Then ultimately, he was sent down to uh, play uh, out his junior season. Then he goes and plays his junior playoffs. They get eliminated. So then he goes to the American Hockey League, they get eliminated, and then he gets a chance to go to the Rangers, uh, the New York Rangers. Crazy stuff. But Bouchard did that last night for the Oilers. First time ever Edmonton's had a, a player. It's just an interesting sort of crazy stat that was out there on a night full of some incredibly interesting things. John Shannon at 1235, Jay Woodcroft at 135, U at 105. And you can reach us at any time on a River Creek Resort and Casino hotline. We've got comedian Wayne Brady at River Cree. Friday night, tickets at Ticketmaster.ca. You can text us at 630-630 on the Heartland Ford text line. Think all dealerships are the same. Think again. Experience buying the vehicle on your terms with no pressure at Heartland Ford out in Fort Saskatchewan. Mr. Escott. How wild was last night? How, how, how much fun was that last night? I can honestly say, I don't think I... Forget hockey. I don't know if I've seen a sporting event quite like that. That was just remarkable. And all off of a call where I don't think there's many people in the hockey world that would agree that was a five-minute major, Bob. So pivotal pivotal point in the game for you, sure. You have people out there, and they're often former officials themselves or maybe, uh, I don't know, judges lawyer who knows but you have people out there that will sit there and say that a official can't or a call can't dictate the outcome of a game and i have said for years and years and years that is the biggest cop out going because when you get to the elite level when teams are close in terms of talent and i think most people get this most rational thinking individuals get this you know if you got two really good teams going at it Sometimes a call that goes against you at a critical juncture might cost you the game or the series. I think most ra- – and people say, well, they should have never given up four goal. Okay, it's true. They shouldn't have. But the guy that got the five-minute major, Cody Eakin, with the, uh, the fact that uh, Belmar, uh, Pierre-Edward Belmar was not available for the game – 
Now you're taking their second-best penalty killer and a face-off guy out of the mix as well. What have we talked about as to one of the major reasons why the Edmonton Oilers' penalty killing has sucked for about two and a half seasons? It was number two in the NHL during the 16-17 season until November of that year. Anton Lander was deemed not an NHL player. Anton's a good player over in the KHL. Foot speed was an issue. The Oilers demoted him. He was committed to killing penalties. He also won draws on the PK. That is a – you look at the Ryan Strom trade. Edmonton traded away a guy, Peter Shirelli, was the general manager at that time, that was starting to accept his role of being on the first PK unit and at least sawing off half the draws as a right shot center option. And so there is a call, and I'd like to get some thoughts. You can text us at 630-630. We'll go into our orders now, Audio Vault, but we have to. I mean, it was crazy. And it just, if it's a two-minute penalty, it's a 3-1 game. But the five-minute call, and again, they based the decision on the collateral damage to Pavelski. That's why the decision was made. And he's a, hey. He's, a, he's, a, he's been a great player in the league for a long time. It was an ugly situation. And that's what happens, right? I mean, it was it was nasty. Did you see the picture of him? The blood going through the ear hole on the helmet. I mean, it was ugly. But it was an overreaction by the officials. And it cost the Vegas Golden Knights the series. There's, there's no way with how Marc-Andre Fleury was playing and his record in Game 7's on the road that if that's a two-minute minor that the Vegas Golden Knights lose that game. Give San Jose credit, and if there's one team that can do it, one team that can be a house on fire in their building like that, it's the San Jose Sharks. Edmonton lived that experience a couple years ago in the playoffs. Remember, Cassian got the only goal, a one nothing victory in Game 3 there, and then San Jose crushed the Oilers 7 nothing, and the Oilers couldn't stop it. I remember looking at Jack during a commercial break going, they might get to 10 tonight. Like, they're, like they, that's what they feed on that Sharks frenzy. And the Sharks are a veteran team. They were upset, but they held a, a full credit to the Sharks. But my guess is 90% of you that are going to text the show on our Heartland 4 text line are going to disagree with what occurred. This is, as we go into the Oilers Now Audio Vault for direct workwear, for product knowledge, compliance, great pricing, and innovation, directworkwear.com, an Edmonton-based company. This is Dan Rosanowski with the call on Barkley Goodrow's second shift in overtime, the game winner last night, San Jose knocking off Vegas. Eric Carlson to Thornton across the line. Thornton being checked by Theodore. Puck came out, but Eric Carlson intercepts. Moves across the line, lead, Barkley Goodrow gets around the defense, shoots, he scores! Barkley Goodrow is the hero for the Sharks in overtime in Game 7. The Sharks were down by three goals. They came back, they took the lead, and then after Vegas tied it, Barkley Goodrow is the big man on campus. Sharks win 5-4, and they win the series in 7. Yes, they do. Wow. So... Give full credit to Gerard Glant. He kept it pretty composed after the game. Jonathan show I think he said how, you know what, if I was in that situation, you know, and, and then people say, oh, you got no class, because I'm not 98% of the time the officials get the call right. It's a tough game. It's a fast game. It moves quickly. I get that. All those sort of things. 
But you got to be sure of the call if you're going to make the major penalty call, in my opinion. That's here at Jonathan Marsh's show had to say following last night's game. This is the Vegas Golden Knights forward. I really hope that Joel Pavelski is okay. Obviously, I never want to see something bad like that happen, but it's a f- joke. Call five minutes for that. That's why well, don't you have a hockey replay or something? Change the whole hot common game. Like seriously, what is that? It's, it's, it's so disappointing. It's like trying to get involved in the game. The game's not even close. It's three nothing. Call the two, okay, but a five with something you don't even see. You just call the outcome. Joke, it's embarrassing. That's what it is. What What did they tell you on the ice as a team? Oh, he, he says it looks pretty bad. Ferlat told me it looks pretty bad. Wait, if it looks pretty bad, you clearly do not see it. It's a face-off. It's a push. When it, probably 50% of the face-off players, when they lose, they give a small cross check, right? If you want to call the cross check, call it. It's fine. Like it's a cross check. But seriously, like he, he falls bad. It's unfortunate. He's like. Like, I'm a big fan of Joel Kowalski, I'll get him wrong, he's an awesome player. And he went down, and I really hope he's okay and he's going to come back, but that call, like, changes the whole outcome, changes the whole future of us, the outcome this year, and it's, it's a joke. I mean, I would be embarrassed if I was going. It's the second time in the series that they've seemingly they, guessed they, they, at they, a call. Yeah, they guess. So, exactly, why don't you have a video replay? Like, just help them. It's a fast game for everybody out there. It's a fast game. It's embarrassing. Do you feel like it was stolen from you, John? If it was stolen? Yeah. It was 3 nothing. What, 10, 12 minutes left? They scored four goals on the power play. Like, I mean, that, they came clutch. I mean, they feed off a bad call, and they came back in 4-3. Get, get the big goal in overtime. I give them credit at some point. They're a great hockey team. It is. It's embarrassing. All right. Uh, And, I mean, you can feel the emotions. Those guys pour their heart and soul into it. And you know what? When you have two teams of that level that are that good, yeah, one call can dictate it. Um, Should we be allowing coaches challenges for video review on major penalties? Some people say that's insane. I I agree with Marsh's show. Just don't make up the call. They made up the call there. And they made up the call based on the collateral damage. And... And Vegas got screwed. And again, for those of you that actually believe one call when teams are that, those teams are good. And yes, Vegas had a 3-1 lead in that series, but they had that game under control. That said, that's why they play. You know, it's interesting, Brendan. My wife and my daughter, they were all over San Jose after that. We got a guy at Texas show, Fear the Fin. He's the biggest San Jose Sharks fan going. They my like they were totally behind San Jose after that happened, right? Because they, you know, Pavelski's got kids and a family, and I, and I'm sitting there and I'm like the exact, I'm like, oh man, I don't want to win, like like and give, but you know what? If you're San Jose, and and they came and and then people say, well, hey, Vegas spit the bit, they choked. No, they didn't. They didn't choke. They have they they had their two top centers for killing penalties, not as an option. Down 4-3, and they rallied and tied the game with the empty net. That is not choking. That is summoning up courage to bounce back to keep it alive. And then they lost in overtime. And it's a 50-50 proposition. Awesome theater. It's great to watch. It's, I can't imagine what it would feel like today to be a member of the Vegas Golden Knights. I can't. I'd probably feel like Jonathan Marsh's show. 
And it doesn't make you a loser for feeling that way. It makes you a realist and pragmatic. How does that happen? Well, we had another series come to an end last night. One that I think made a lot of people smile. That's my guess. I'm going to guess that, what would you say the split is on uh, Leafs fans versus non-Leafs fans in our market? Oh, we got to have like 85% non-Leafs fans. Those 15% are the ones that buy the tickets, uh, right, with the ticket exchange where people can jack up their prices so they can get Maple Leafs fans to come to the building for that one game each year. Uh, And full disclosure, I picked Toronto to win the series. I didn't expect Nazem Kadri to pull the same act twice. And I'm here to tell you, again, those two teams are really good teams, and when it's that close... A play like Kadri made, based on his track record and history, could be the difference in the series. I mean, they went and signed. They weren't deep enough at center last year against Boston. If they have Kadri for the final five games, I believe they win the series. Um, some interesting deployment of players by Mike Babcock as well. And, man, there were some beautiful tweets out there. Like, people just giving it back to Toronto. I mean, all the, you know, I won't say all. There's a very small percentage of the Toronto-based media that sits there and throws out the Connor McDavid's not happy, look how he looks. There's a very small segment of that group that actually exists in Toronto. This was the end of the game call between Boston and Toronto last night. Out at center ice, Pasternak kicks it ahead for the second consecutive year and for the third time in seven years. The Boston Bruins are going to eliminate the Toronto Maple Leafs in Game 7 behind a magnificent performance by Tuka Rask. And the Boston Bruins will host a second-round series against the Columbus Blue Jackets. That is Judd Surratt, the play-by-play voice of the Boston Bruins on radio. Uh, Yep, Leafs were right there. But Boston's goaltending was better, and... For all the depth that Toronto supposedly had, it was Boston support guys in the third and fourth lines that scored the big goals in last night's game. Today also marks the 25th anniversary of one of the funniest exchanges ever. Mel Kuyper, the longtime elite ESPN television analyst, wasn't quite as big a name 25 years ago, and he kicked the crap out of the Indianapolis Colts for drafting Trev Alberts as a linebacker which ended up having one of the greatest responses ever from then Colts GM Bill Tobin. One question, Bill. A lot of criticism about not taking a quarterback here. Your response? Well, you know, we got a guy up there. Who in the hell is Mel Kuyper in a way? I mean, here's a guy that criticizes everybody, whoever they take. He's got the answers to uh, who you should take and who you shouldn't take. In my knowledge of him, he's never ever put on a jock strap. He's never been a coach. He's never been a scout. He's never been an administrator. And all of a sudden, he's an expert. He's in our paper two days ago telling us who we have to take. We don't have to take anybody that Mel Kuyper says we have to take. Mel Kuyper has no more credentials to do what he's doing than my neighbor, and my neighbor's a postman, and he doesn't even have season tickets to the NFL. Oh, I've only heard that somewhat similarly said about 8,643 times over the course of the last 17 years. This is Oilers Now. It's 125. We'll step out and come back with a 65-second version of NHL Today for Elite Promotional Marketing when we return. 
This is Milan Lucic from your Edmonton Oilers, and you're listening to Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer on 630 Ched. All right, got some love for the cure out there. Was it Trucker Dave saying that he saw them in 1996 in Vancouver? And IMAX says, I saw the cure in Prague about 10 years ago. Wow, that'd be a great place to go to. Very quickly, to NHL today for Elite Promotional Marketing. Here's Brendan Escott. Thanks, Bob. It is Game 7 between the Hurricanes and Capitals tonight in Washington. That's the lone game on the NHL schedule. Canes coach Rod Brendamore says he is unsure whether Andre Svechnikov will play. Michael Furlan considered doubtful. Jordan Martinook, a game-time decision. With the Leafs losing, Pierre Lebrun cleared up some rumors today that Mike Babcock had some sort of an out clause in that eight-year contract with Toronto. He does not and apparently plans to see it through. Habs forward Jesperi Kokaniemi had arthroscopic knee surgery yesterday to fix what the team called a minor but chronic issue. He played through it this season, should be ready to go for training camp. Bakersfield Condors took that 2-1 series lead over the Colorado Eagles last night on home ice. A 5-2 win. Bouchard picked up a goal and two assists. Evan Poli, two goals and a helper. They can close out that best of five on Saturday. Oil Kings got three-point nights from Vince Loschiavo and Trey Fix-Holansky to power them past Prince Albert 5-1 in Game 3 last night. They'll take a 2-1 series lead into Game 4 tonight. Rogers place, 7 p.m. puck drop. Out West, Spokane needed overtime, but they did creep back into that series, winning 3-2 against the Giants. Giants leading that series 2-1. Game 4 tonight in Spokane. Brooks Bandits, Prince George Bruce Kings start the Doyle Cup on Friday. And Canada hammered on the check 6-2 yesterday at the U18 World Championship to finish up the round robin. That sets up a date with Latvia in the quarterfinals. Going to the Oil Kings game tonight. Looking forward to that. Uh, we are going to head off to a global news weather traffic update with Cassandra Jodoin. Oilers Now with Bob Stoffer, Weekdays at noon on Oilers Radio, 630 Chad.